Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Mornings with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. <laughs> if you wonder why there's an extra little pep in our step this morning, it's because we have a special guest in this podcast. He's very cute. We have sweet baby Micah with us. If you're wondering why, <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, why he hasn't been around, it's honestly because he's becoming so energetic and so he's playful. Very active it's, and talkative. It's hard to stay focused. Uh-huh. Um, not in a bad way, but you know, he's he's becoming like a little human, which is super fun. A little man. Anyways, we're picking up with day two of our When Disappointment Strikes devotional in the Bible app. There's a link to that in the description if you guys want to follow along, uh, follow along with us. <laughs> and as always, I'm going to read the scripture, then Tori's going to pick up with the Devo. Let's do it. <laughs> the first scripture is Psalms chapter 34, verse 18, and it says this, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. And the second verse is Psalms chapter 119, verse 116. And it says, Lord, sustain me as you promised that I may live. Do not let my hope be crushed. The devotional is titled Accepting Our Disappointment. And it says this, we love to accept gifts or compliments, but who wants to accept disappointment? Sometimes it feels better to sit in our disappointment than to address it and move past it. Staying in this place somehow allows us to hold on to what we didn't get and even daydream about what could have been. But we can't continue to rehearse our pain if we want to move past whatever it is that's left us discouraged and disappointed. Accepting our disappointment doesn't mean we condone or approve of what or who disappointed us. It simply means that we recognize that it happened and don't act like it didn't. When we take this step, we're on our way toward finding true freedom from whatever is robbing our joy. So let's do two things to help us accept our disappointment. First, we have to name it. Disappointment is a sadness that occurs when our hopes and desires are left unfulfilled. And yes, even followers of Jesus experience disappointment. But just because we do doesn't mean we're immature Christians. It doesn't mean we don't hope in Jesus. And it certainly doesn't mean we're shallow. It just means we hoped for a different result than we got. So what happened in your life? Did a situation occur that you weren't expecting? Did someone's words wound and you can't seem to forget them? Did a dream seem to die over and over again and you don't know how to begin again? Once you can name your disappointment, write it down. And next, you grieve it. Once you've written it down, feel the loss of it. You desired to find hope, joy, happiness from a particular outcome, but you didn't get it, and that's disappointing. Grieving loss is the part that few people like. Most people would prefer to ignore their pain and move on with their lives. But we have to push through and grieve the feelings that accompany the thing we see as a setback. We must be careful that we don't allow our grief to lead to despair. Grief is a process and has stages. In different stages, we make progress in our healing and then can still be blindsided by the memory of our disappointment. Don't fret. Pushing through our grief is still important and will help us get to the place where hope lives. 
The story of Job in the Old Testament is full of devastating sadness and extreme disappointment. Job literally lost everything but his wife and his own life. He tried to make sense of the loss of his children and livelihood, but his grief was more than he could bear. Yet he worshipped God, and he didn't sin in his pain. Whatever you're experiencing, no matter how great the devastation of your disappointment, God can handle your sadness, your questions, and the anger you feel in being disappointed. In fact, he wants to handle it. Who God is and what he possesses is what you need during your disappointing season. Yeah, I love the way that devotional ended Mm -hmm. by saying not only can he handle it, but he he wants wants to. to. That's why when you hear David cry out in the Psalms, like for his protection, God is my refuge. He is my shield. He is my help. Like, please don't let my hope be crushed. You see David approach God as a, as a man after God's own heart, a child of God, just really depending on the father. And we need to get to that place where we're able to depend on our father in the same way, be able to look to him for help, be able to depend on him for help Mm -hmm. and be able to say, Lord, I hope that this would work out. And it Mm -hmm. didn't. I think it's so important for us in this process of learning to name it and learning to grieve it. It's not discount the importance of like processing our thoughts, like genuinely take five minutes and just try to understand why do I feel this way and how can I handle this a little bit better? Yeah. How can I work through this instead of just getting stuck in, in terms getting stuck inside of like a hurricane or a tornado? Yeah. Because it's, I, I just, I'm reminded of whenever I was in like grade school, we used to have fire drills. Yeah. We had tornado drills. We had hurricane drills. In the beginning of every school year, we would practice those as a class in case of emergencies. Yeah. We had a plan for whenever we were going to be inside of a tornado or something like that. Right. And we need a plan for how we handle whenever our expectations are not met. Yeah. We can't just sweep them under the rug in hopes that we like don't just stumble over that rug one day. We yeah. will stumble out of the rug if we just keep sweeping things under the rug. Mm-hmm. But a health healthy communication with the Lord, the ability to process our thoughts, be able to name them and say, this is what I'm feeling right now. And be able to go to God with that truly and allow him to process that with you and help you work through that is so powerful. And if we have plans of action for every big thing in life, let's also create plans of action for the smaller things in life. Yeah, that's so good. It's so convicting because I feel like I'm definitely the person and Chad and I talk about this a lot, but if we get in a fight, it takes me a lot longer to just feel okay okay to process it and quote unquote move on than him it's like as soon as we have like the resolution and then he can just snap out of it and like life moves on but I tend to default to wanting to like sit in that sadness for a little bit longer and then I'll be disappointed that I'm sitting in the sadness I'm disappointed less about what we actually fought about and more that we just fought in general. And these are just like things that I personally struggle with. And so I really love the practicality of saying we don't need to sit in it. Like we Mm -hmm. don't need to prolong the healing process. And I think that's the important thing for me is why prolong something that doesn't need to be prolonged. If we can bring it to God quickly and have an action plan, we can name it and we can take time to grieve it. We can take time to feel the moment, feel the sadness, but the sooner we bring it to God, the sooner healing can take place. Yeah. Me getting over those fights quickly doesn't mean they weren't important to me or important to you. Yeah. So that's one of the big takeaways is that 
working through your feelings to move on from them doesn't mean that you're discounting the importance of them. Right, exactly. It just shows that you're not going to let them rule over you. Yeah. And you're good. not going to just stay into a place of despair. Mm-hmm. That's why when David says, don't let my spirit get crushed. Don't let yeah. my hopes be crushed. Right. And like, we don't want to be crushed. Yeah. And even though we are pressed, God will not allow us to be crushed. Right. And so it's important that we do lean in him in times instead of just, you know, wallowing in self-pity and like you know, listen i'm not saying that as i'm attacking you all we do that right bubba yeah <clears throat> you want to pray something out i do dear heavenly father lord we thank you that we can come to you with absolutely anything father we thank you that we can come to you with our disappointments with our sadness when we're grieving it lord i pray that you help us have the confidence to name it to grieve it to bring it to you to process it in a healthy way so that we can move into your freedom, your joy, your peace, and your contentment faster, Father. We also pray that we remember to not put our hope in things of this world, but to put our hope in you, to manage our expectations in a healthy way and not place um, certain expectations on people or places or locations or things of this world that we shouldn't be, Father. Would you help us walk in discernment in your wisdom today? We love you, Lord. We thank you for who you are, especially who you are to us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. And now is that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing to the Lord. Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We love you guys, and we'll be talking to you tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.